very uncommon. No way of getting out. Let me play my part. Check two eight. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Yeah. Helpless little girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. Check, 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 check. All right. So, this is our guest for this week, Stephanie Vitali, right? Yes. It's the coolest name. Thank you. You get sick of hearing that you have a cool name? No. My name it is boring. means life. The last name means life. Right, like vitality and everything, right? Yes. Do you feel vital today? Um, you look like you need a vital nap. Yes, you know what? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Well, where do you want to start? It's your hour, it's your show, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. We can talk about music, we can talk about how you found the foundation, why you wanted to be a guest on the show, whatever you think is cool, how your day is going. Yeah, so I definitely think that it's important to talk about what I'm actually wearing, actually wearing oh, this all right. shirt. We're going to start with the merch plug. Yeah. You can be on the show any week you want. <laughs> yeah. I, I like this sweatshirt because it reminds me of um, that I'm not alone in the struggle that I've been dealing with uh, and that other people have experienced it. So that's why I wear this sweatshirt and I have it in my closet to look at when I need to. That's so sweet. That was our hope. So she's wearing the first ever hoodie that we've designed for the foundation as far as Kel's band merch. Um, and all this, for, for those of you new to the Kelly Nicole Foundation, it was all... Uh, uh, this, was, this all came together after her passing. So um, that red where it says Kelly Nicole, right above Hate Becoming, that's actually the color of her hair from the album cover. And which is also like referenced in her wedding ring that I wear, which is the rubies. You can see it better in the light, but uh, yeah, so it's like everything on the hoodie is super, super important to me and super, yeah, meaningful, you know. Um, I'm glad you like it. That was our intent as we set all this up was her voice can make other people realize that they're not the only ones who've dealt with this. And you talk a little bit about the isolation and the loneliness of kind of what you've been through. Is that kind of a a dominating feature of it for you? Yeah, I've been struggling with the loneliness. Even being around people lately, I'm still lonely because it's been really difficult dealing with what I'm dealing with, which is, um, from what I heard, it's not uncommon. However, for me, it feels very uncommon. And I say that because um, I've never heard of the experience of what is called regression before. It's when you are in your own body, however you feel like you're the age of when the trauma happened. 
So lately I've been experiencing going back to the age of eight and feeling like that helpless little girl that had no way of getting out of what was happening. And it's interesting because that has been happening to me because I have just started remembering everything that happened back when. And that's also something that's very controversial today in our like world because you see all these different uh, people and researchers that are saying that um, what's called traumatic amnesia isn't existent or like it, the therapist is pushing it memories on you. But uh, I'd like to see someone say that to my face. Anyone out there listening who thinks uh, like flashbacks and, and uh, repressed memories and everything aren't real, come say it to my face in the same room. Don't hide on the internet and say it, that other people's pain is fake and made up. You know, I didn't mean to cut you off. I get, I get, that's extremely close to my heart. It just, yeah. I don't like people acting like people are making that up. Sorry to cut you off there. No, that's fine. I'm glad that you have a strong opinion on that. I have experiences, it's real. Not, not that I experienced, but that she wanted it to not be true. She wanted to think, there was a part of her mind that wanted to think, there's just some fucked up part of my brain that's making this up, who knows? And then part of her mind could think, it's, this didn't happen to me. I but, feel the same way. Yeah, the what's same that like? Way. It's really difficult because um, it's the body tells you exactly what's going on. And the body um, knows the truth. And so um, if you don't listen to what your body's telling you, then it screams at you even further, which is what my regression episodes have been happening. So it's where you go back to the past and you aren't literally re-experiencing what has happened because your brain is trying to tell you you're making it up. So your body is showing you, based on the pain, that it's true and that, you're, that we're not making it up. I also get very emotional oh, yeah. about these things. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was interesting what you just said. You said uh, the body will remind you if you try to ignore it, something like that. Mm-hmm. With just with physical pain or with just tension and nerves or like... Okay, so this is a really hard topic for me to discuss, but I'm going to because I want to make sure that people do understand that it's part of the reaction. And I was told that yesterday, and well, the day before that, when I had a problem, so my body regresses to an eight-year-old helpless little girl right. who doesn't understand what's going on with her and who doesn't want to deal with the pain and from what I was told the body has a fear reaction where the muscles lose control of the whole you lose control of all your body and the muscle control and part of that for me is the pelvic floor muscles so they don't work correctly and so like every time that I regress I end up um having accidents and that is something that is really difficult for me to talk about because I feel ashamed and babyish and icky when those things happen but um, what I've been told by 
professionals is that it's not my fault and that the body is reacting to trauma. And I found that really interesting because it's just hard to think about as an adult having those things happen. And so I struggle with that every day, but my body is telling me that something is up and something went on when I was younger and that that was my fear response or my way of trying to get the person from not trying to hurt me. Well, I think it's really, um, I mean, it says a lot about your resilience and your commitment to pursuing recovery and having a better life than what you're dealing with now, that you're able to face all this and that you want to be a voice for other people who might be dealing with their bodies reacting to that fear and wondering like, okay, what the hell is wrong with me, right? So it says a lot that you're willing to speak out on that. Do you feel that, um, well, I feel like we should pause and give a little background of you. So you're a student right now. Yes. And uh, can you remind me what you're studying or tell, tell the people? Special education, autism spectrum disorders. And you want to work with kids? Yes. And you work with kids now, right? Yes, I work in a toddler classroom in a child care center. That sounds like a handful. It is. <laughs> Never it, a dull moment. <laughs> there isn't. But I love it. Right? I wouldn't do anything else right now because it's just very rewarding. And actually, the only time that I feel like strongly at least somewhat happy is in the classroom because it's some type of purpose that I feel like I'm, that I have. Mm. Um, but as soon as I walk out, it's just not the same. So I know that that's what I want to do. That's good. How, how old are you? I think you're 10 years younger, younger than me. Are you 26, 28? I'm 28. You're 28. That's what I, yeah, 10 years younger than me. 28's, in my opinion, like early to have that feeling and know where you want to be. So I'm happy for you that you have that direction. Um, there's a lot of people who don't really have that. They don't have a compass, right? Something that to lead them through whatever their darkest moment's gonna be and say, okay, no matter what bullshit is in my head right now and how my body's dealing with it, I have something I can look forward to, you know? So it's kind of cool that you've got that. When did you know you wanted to work with kids? So when I was a kid, at four years old, I walked into my aunt's special education classroom and I taught them the days of the week and the months of the year. And that was a day that I knew that I wanted to be a teacher, but I went through a rough journey to get there because I changed majors so many times and I didn't end up getting the degree that I wanted And because I was told that I wasn't good enough and I wouldn't be a good teacher, so I believed them. But now I'm pushing for it, and no matter what people say, I'm still going to do it. So you got your undergrad in, in uh, what? I got my undergrad in sociology. Sociology, okay. Why wow, I feel like something you were studying had to do with psychology, or you had some background in that. I have a background in psychology. Psychology and sociology are similar. Right. It just talks more about the social experience rather than the internal experience and how the social, your social surroundings um, affect yourself and affect groups of people. Well, that's interesting because you started out prefacing what you're going through now with, you know, this is kind of what the group thinks of it, right? Like what other people might think of you rather than just going straight to your truth and saying, this is literally what I'm feeling and this is what happened to me and fuck everybody else. You were very sensitive to, this is how other people might perceive that. So like, is it hard? Is it hard being that sensitive to how you think you're being perceived by others? 
it's very hard. I always feel like people are judgmental of what I'm going through. Yeah. Um, actually, without uh, telling so much like information, because I'm, I think confidentiality is important. Sure. Um, someone just walked by that I knew. Oh no. <laughs> um, and it actually um, persons related to my professor. So, um, and my professor right now, right now, I I can't read her, and. I don't know how she feels about what's going on with me because she hasn't gotten back to me an email. Mm. Um, Is that normal these days? I went to school a billion years ago. Do people email their professors and get personal answers to like, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that? Like, how has technology gotten into the life of the student these days? Sometimes it's uh, good, actually. Um, like the other day, I had to miss my Monday class because I was really out of it. So I emailed my professor and told her that I had to get re-interviewed on Tuesday for an assault that just happened to me. And she said that she'd be thinking of me the next day. Yeah. She said, you know, it was fine that I was missing class. So in that case, she got back really quickly. And I also had another professor like get back to me really quickly when I missed class. But this recent class that I missed on Wednesday, I missed two and a half classes of it already. I still get the work done, mm -hmm. but I just can't read her. And I don't know what she thinks about what's going on in my life right now. And I feel we weird in the class, very weird, because I feel very judged because I need a lot of airflow and so I need the window open. Like literally airflow. You don't mean like a metaphor? No. I was I'm... like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you mean literally open the window? Yeah. Interesting. And so when I, uh, I sit by the window, and then everybody wants the window to be closed. Because it's cold. cold. But I literally cannot be in an enclosed room without air. Is that a, is that a panic thing? Is that a nerves thing for you? It or could be. It's just always been that way. It's not always been that way. Really? Lately, I've been having a lot of hot flashes and a lot of, like, I can't breathe moments. Um, and I get overheated often. And then I, like, either, like, fall to the floor. Not, like, pass out because I'm still alert, but I'm, like, fall to the floor and can't breathe. Or, like, I just panic and I don't... It's not my normal self so I know that something lately has been going on that's different than normal mm -hmm. and I think it's the acceptance piece that's coming on I'm mm. hoping that I start to accept what's going on in my life because I know that that's the part of healing healing is happens when you accept what happened to you Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movement. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is proud. Amplified!